while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen. Anybody circling that word? Great job. Okay, there was our first listen hearing word. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Verse 4. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. Verse 11, he told them, The secret of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Verse 13, then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Verse 21, he said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Verse 26. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know why. Or how? All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. 
Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parables shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth, yet when planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Well, did you find lots of words there to do with listening, to do with hearing? These parables here, Mark chapter 4, is about listening to Jesus. It can be so frustrating and even sometimes a bit embarrassing when we can't hear clearly. Have you been in a group of friends or perhaps in your classroom at school and somebody, maybe the class clown, if it's not you, has told a joke and you missed the punchline? Everybody else is laughing and you've missed it. There's been times where I've been a school scripture teacher and somebody's made a joke and the whole class is laughing and I'm not sure whether the joke was about, whether the laughing was about the joke that they told or they're laughing at me. Some of our school teachers are nodding and some of uh, those I know who were naughty schoolboys like me are also nodding because you were part of things like that. But it can be embarrassing and frustrating when we miss the punchline. Maybe you have misheard an important instruction. You couldn't hear it clearly. I was talking to somebody this week who was supposed to go to a meeting on Friday about 150 kilometres from their home and they turned up on Thursday because they misheard the date. Nobody was expecting them to turn up on Thursday, so they drove all the way back home, and then the next day they drove all the way back uh, there again. That can be embarrassing, it can be frustrating. Have you been around a sporting field, one that involves balls flying through the air? Perhaps you're a spectator at netball or at cricket or AFL, and somebody yelled out, duck, and you didn't hear it? and you got hit in the back of the head or in the face uh, with a ball which really stings on a really cold morning. Or perhaps you've been in, in part of a, a group conversation and there's background noise uh, round about, so you can't hear, you can see the person's mouth moving and you get really good at kind of nodding at the right time and thinking, hmm, yes, but you feel on the outer because you can't really hear what's going on. Perhaps that happens at a party or at family dinners. Maybe that happens at church for you. Maybe there's times at church, even sitting here or chatting together over morning tea and you go, I've got no idea what this person is saying and it's not their fault. It's the noise but you feel a little bit frustrated. You might feel a little bit embarrassed at times. Perhaps you live with somebody who doesn't hear very well or visit a grandparent or older person who doesn't hear very well and, and you've just said something and you know that they haven't heard you. <laughs> And, and then you're embarrassed to say it again, the sixth time. <laughs> You've been in that situation, a little bit frustrating and sometimes embarrassing. Not hearing properly can leave us feeling, though, on the outer. And Jesus tells this parable in Mark chapter 4 to separate those on the inside from those on the outside. To separate those who hear from those who don't hear. Jesus' parable 
is designed to judge between those who belong to Jesus and follow Him and those who don't belong to Jesus. Jesus tells this parable because not everyone will hear Jesus and follow Him. This is what the parable of the sower is all about. Children, if you haven't found the picture there of the parable of the sower, uh, you'll be able to colour in uh, that picture while you are listening. We read there in that parable that there's a farmer who sows the seed, he sows it all over his field, he sows it on the places where there's paths going through his field, he sows it the seed in the rocky places, some spots where there's some thorns and he sows it where there is good soil. We see in verse 14 that this seed that is sown is the Word. The Word is the Gospel news about the Kingdom of God breaking into the world. And there is lots of hearing going on. The path hears, the, 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 the rocky soil hears, the, the thorny soil hears, the good soil hears. There's lots of hearing going on, but there is only fruitfulness in the good soil. There are only some people who truly hear, accept and believe the word of the gospel to follow Jesus. Now Jesus is teaching this parable to a great big crowd and right here as Jesus is teaching, standing in a boat on the shoreline, there would have been lots of this kind of listening going on, lots of different responses to Jesus. Some people would have been there listening to Jesus, going, wow, what a lovely day. There would have been some people listening to Jesus and all they could do was look at His shoes. I really don't like His shoes. I don't like His shoes. I really don't like those shoes. There would have been some people uh, in the crowd going, wow, isn't he a great storyteller? This is the best entertainment that I have ever seen. I wonder if he does birthday parties. It'd be great to bring him along to my birthday party and have him storytelling. My friends would think it was amazing. They would never forget my birthday party. He is such a great storyteller. There would have been some people there who would have been going, well, this is pretty good stuff. This is really good stuff. I, I, I really should be paying attention to this, but I, I'm pretty busy today. I've got to get... It sounds like this is important, but my stuff is way more important than what Jesus is talking about. There would have been some people in the crowd who would have been going, I want to hear more of this. I am not going to stop listening for a second. This is going to change my life. This is everything that I wanted to hear about God's kingdom breaking into this world. There would have been all these different kind of responses in the crowd and only some of them were truly listening to Jesus. In verses 10 to 12, Jesus explains why there are different responses. Have a look with me again, please, in verse 10. Verse 10. When he was alone, this is after he told the parable, 
When he was alone, the twelve disciples and others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. To you, the, the twelve disciples and the others who are round about with Jesus. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. There are two groups of people. There are the insiders and the outsiders. The insiders can hear and understand what is going on. The outsiders don't have the secret of the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus has come to preach the word of the gospel so that people will see so that people will hear, so that people will accept the gospel message, so that people will turn, so that people will be forgiven, but not everyone will. Only those who are on the inside will really hear, only those who have the secret, those who are given the information to understand. Now for us, who are reading Mark's gospel that he has written down about Jesus, Mark includes us as insiders. He gives us the information that we might understand what Jesus is talking about. He includes us amongst the 12 and the others who are listening in to Jesus as Jesus is explaining what is going on. For us, it is like having the lights turned on in a dark room so that we can see where we are going. Me and my family, we often go camping when we're on holidays and just like uh, Naomi's father, I'm much the same. We almost always arrive in the dark to set up at a campground that we've never been to before. We don't know where the toilets are, we don't know where the water is, we don't know where the cliffs are, we don't know where the trees are, we don't know where the water pipes are in the ground that we drive our tent pegs into. And the campsite is all dark but when the sun comes up the next morning we go, wow, now we can see where we are and make sure that the kids don't disappear into places that are not supposed to be. Well, as we are on the inside with Mark and with Jesus' disciples, we have the light to understand what's going on. Verse 21 says, Jesus said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Children, in your activity sheet, you can copy out verse 23, a very important verse in this part of the Bible. The right response to Jesus is to listen carefully to him and to act on all we hear. You see, one of our problems in listening to Jesus is selective hearing. Do you live with someone who has selective hearing? They only hear you sometimes? And so mum or dad might call out, I can see someone pointing to their parent, I won't look in the direction of where that was. Mum or dad might call out, Hey everyone, someone, can someone please come and set the table for me? And nothing moves. There's, there's not a, 
There's not, a, there's not a sound. It's like you can almost hear it echoing back off the Brindabella Ranges as if nobody has ever heard that. And then mum can go into her walk-in wardrobe and do this. And kids from three blocks away will turn up as well as the dads. Do you know somebody who's a little bit like that? We can have the problem of selective hearing in listening to Jesus. We only want to hear when we want to hear. But fruitful followers of Jesus listen carefully to everything that Jesus says and they act on it. See verse 24? Verse 24. Consider carefully... What you hear, Jesus continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more, whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. We're to listen carefully to Jesus, more and more and more. Are you listening to everything that Jesus says? Are you reading wider and deeper in the Bible and praying that it'll be worked out wider and deeper in your life by Jesus' Spirit? We want our ears to become sharper in listening to Jesus. We don't want to be a follower of Jesus who only hears and listens when we hear the crinkling of a chocolate wrapper. We want to listen carefully to Jesus. If we listen selectively to Jesus, we will drift into putting ourselves in the centre of our own little kingdom. And how insignificant is our kingdom to everyone except for us? How ineffective is our kingdom at mending a broken world uh, round about us? Now there's lots that we can do to care for others and and to improve our world and to uh, make life good for people, but it'll always keep being frustrated because of sin and death. The kingdom that Jesus brings into the world is the kingdom that we want to be part of. Jesus' kingdom breaks in to mend the world and he tells us a little bit about it in verses 26 and on. He tells us about that the kingdom of God uh, grows. It's a kingdom that, that grows independent of us. In verses 30 to 32, he says it's a kingdom that starts really small like a mustard seed. Boys and girls, on your sheet there you can draw a tiny mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like that, a small, insignificant beginning, but it grows to be the biggest tree in the garden. This is what Jesus' kingdom looks like and in the coming chapters of Mark's gospel that we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks, we will see some of the blessings of Jesus' kingdom, that there's release from disease, there's release from demons, there's release from death. Jesus' kingdom is the kingdom that we want to break into the world and so we will listen to the ruler of that kingdom, we will listen to Jesus. Now, after Jesus does this teaching, uh, 
he goes away from the crowd. We didn't read this next part of the Bible a moment ago. We're going to act it out uh, together right now as we come to a close. Okay, this is Mark chapter 4. Later in the day, as night was coming, Jesus said to his disciples, so Reuben, you're going to say this in a great big loud voice after me. Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Might need to be a little bit louder. That's excellent. So they left the crowd and they set off in the boat. While they were crossing the lake, a furious squall came up. Huh, now before we start making noise, you know what a squall is? I thought it was a noise that a seagull made. Squall sounds a little bit anemic for the kind of storm that would scare seasoned fishermen. Uh, but a squall, what it says, what, what it says in Mark's Gospel, it was a, a mega storm, a, a, a mega hurricane. Okay, could you imagine the Melbourne storm running out in the rugby league being called the Melbourne squall? <laughs> or the Hobart hurricanes being the, the Hobart squall? <laughs> Not very fearsome. Uh, but we are going to be a squall. While they were crossing the lake, a furious mega hurricane storm came up. Let's hear it. Waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke Jesus up in the storm and the disciples said, don't you care if we drown? We could even barely hear what they were saying because the furious mega hurricane storm was so loud. When Jesus woke up, Jesus said in a loud voice, Quiet! The wind stopped. The waves stopped. Everything was still and silent. The disciples were terrified and they asked each other, Who is this? They said, Even the wind and the waves obey him. The wind and the waves listen to Jesus. All creation listens to Jesus. Every breath of wind, every current in the ocean, every wave, every charged electron in the clouds, every air particle that it is disturbed by the rumble of thunder, every star, every asteroid, every meteorite, every bacteria, every virus, every cell, every atom, all of it listens to Jesus. Now, just a moment ago, our make-believe, furious, mega-hurricane storm listened to one of the smallest in the room. How much more 
should we listen to the one whom all creation listens to? The wind and the waves listen to Jesus. They recognise King Jesus. Will we listen to Jesus as well and act on what he says? As we get drawn into selective hearing, we can tend to only listen to Jesus when it's convenient or when we see or hear bits in the Bible that we think might make our lives a little bit easier or a little bit better. But if we want to grow wider and deeper in following Jesus, we'll listen to everything that he says. We cannot close our ears to Jesus, but listen to everything that he says.